0: Hello and welcome to Heritage Radio Network on Tour. I'm Ethan Frisch, co-host of Why Food here on HRN. And we're recording at the Good Food Mercantile in Brooklyn. I am sitting with Ari Miller, who's the chef, founder, uh, culinary force behind Mousi, uh, a new restaurant in Philly. Ari, thanks for joining us. Hey, man. Thanks
1: for having me. So so tell us the story. What is Mousi, and how did you come to open it? So Musi is a 30-seat BYO restaurant in Pennsport, Philadelphia. Um, it is serving relationship cuisine. Relationship cuisine is—do um, to hold this? All right, cool. Um, relationship cuisine is sort of the expression of the meaningful relationships that I get to have, that the restaurant gets to have, that chefs in general get to have with the people that bring their spices into this country, that make their cheese, that you know, raise our grain and and crops and animals and and butcher those animals and malt the grain. Um, and then how we translate that relationship onto the plate to give to our guests and have it be a meaningful experience for them.
0: In keeping with the theme of why food, which is uh, about people who have changed careers, you changed, changed careers to work in food. You had a, a career in journalism. Tell us about that and tell us about how you made the switch.
1: So... I did start out in journalism. Um, I was a freelance writer. Um, I moved to uh, Israel uh, after I graduated from college. Um, I had been writing in college, and when I got to Israel, um, I was, you know, freelancing. As is the uh, onset of any freelancer career, I wrote for free, exploited, well and good for some nice publications, um, and you know, made my way up to writing features for magazines. Uh, I was even translated uh, into Hebrew for some, uh, you know, features for some major Israeli publications. Um, but, you know, I was, I was writing sort of social politics, that sort of stuff. And um, it, it was just, you know, starting to weigh on me pretty heavily. Um, I was actually the... I, I, you know, when the second Iraq war was, uh, was sort of in its infancy, I was planning a trip to Iraq, um, and just had a little bit of a, uh, I don't know if crisis is the right word, but, um, revelation, whatever it is that, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go out seeking this part of the world and that this, that this existence wasn't going to be for me. So I, I transitioned into writing for arts and entertainment. Um, I, I you know started writing about opera and 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 all sorts of things like that and and food amongst them so i spent eventually it came to me spending a year as the food writer for um one of the major english language newspapers in 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 israel and um when the newspaper collapsed uh as part of you know it's it's sort of decrepit moral tude and um as the uh world economy collapsed i got laid off um, I actually got laid off because um, the CEO asked me to stop paying my writers and I told her I wouldn't do that and I was fired the next day um, and I got a month's severance and I took it to my leisure and found myself in this little deli in Tel Aviv uh, that no, no longer exists but it was connected to this restaurant that you know is this, this very well-renowned restaurant uh, called the basta and um, I asked about working in this deli. I'd, I'd wandered in for a bottle of wine and a loaf of bread and it was like one of those moments where you're just like overwhelmed with sight, sound, smell, all your sensations are just like, you know, firing, like like keep me here. Um, and I asked if I could like work for them and they're like show up tomorrow and I did. And um, I mean, eventually their deli got shut down because it was built in their illegally in their storage closet. Um, although I, I, still don't understand how their storage closet had a sink, but never mind that. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I remember having a, a moment where I, I, was getting ready for work and I was, you know, popped in the bathroom just to like wash my face. And I'm, I'm, you know, staring at myself in the mirror for a second. And, and I just thought to myself, this is, this is your career now. Like, this is, this is what you're doing in, in, in a way where it was like, this is a good thing. And... And I just sort of never looked back. Um, I ended up in this small little kitchen that um, was connected to the, you know, right off of the, the Carmel market. I didn't know how to hold a knife at the time. And I would show up in the morning and they would hand me a wad of cash, send me to the market and and be like, make a menu happen. Um, and, and I guess sort of that transition from journalism to cooking was first, it was seamless in terms of, you know, was my friends and I, we all sat at the bar as journalists trying to figure out the fucked up world we live in. As journalists and the cooks were at the table one over Um, so you know that was seamless and then it's it's about storytelling you know we we told stories as journalists and you know we tried to tell them truthfully Um, I think we tried to tell them in a way that was genuine to our background and our voice without um, tainting the integrity of the the ingredients of the story and I think cooking is the same thing it's 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 you come at it with your background you come up with your unique vision and perspective and 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 the warped way in which you view the world and then you and then you know that that's sort of the base from which you stand on and then you try not to you know taint the the integrity of the ingredient um you know it's 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 why i love it you know it's just storytelling that's it
0: so what stories are you telling with your food? What what dishes are you serving and what does that represent?
1: Um, I think I like telling the story of the, um, I don't know how to best phrase this, but the, the ugly duckling, you know, um, me, a lot of my staff, we were all like the introverted, you know, nerdy kids in high school, you know, we grew up sort of a little uncomfortable in our own skin. And I love the ingredients that are not the popular kids, um, you know, we—I love working with Fifth Quarter. I love working, you know, with the things that are less expected. Um, you know, it's—you know—for example, you know, you import spices, and I get to work with these great products. And, and as I was telling you earlier, we make a little meringue for our check drop with um, the black lime, and it comes out tasting like country time lemonade. And it's this crazy thing where we take these like pastured egg whites with raw sugar and this beautiful black lime and somehow or another, it conspires to be this nostalgic memory that a lot of us have of this ingredient that's pretty trashy. And you get to watch people sort of pop it in their mouth and be like, whoa, and then they have a little giggle and and it's, it's neat, like it sort of suspends their interaction with the the hard parts of the world and just takes them immediately to a place where they're just a kid again for a second or they're just like caught off guard in a way where they they forget that they have to have some wall up in some fashion
0: i think one of the things that that strikes me about your food is the simplicity of it a a lot of chefs talk about you know simple flavors not overdoing it and I think most chefs have, have a lot of trouble actually doing that. It's easy to talk about it and hard to, to do it in a way that, that feels complex on the plate, feels captivating. And you do it exceptionally well. So, like, I, I guess what I'm asking, how do you do that? No, I mean, I, I guess um, the question is, how do, you, how do you structure a menu? How do you conceive a, a, a restaurant around that combination of simplicity and complexity?
1: First, I think that there's, again, overlap between my first career and my second career. Um, it's editing. Um, you know, you, you have to write a story that's 350 words, but you have 500 words to say. You, you figure out which words to take out because, you know, otherwise your it doesn't get told. Um, and then it's also in part, I think it's just circumstance that we, we try to do a lot with a small staff and with important ingredients. So, you know, we we work, you know, with a a company in Philly called Primal Supply. All the meat is pastured PA meat. We, you know, we use some of their offcuts to to control cost, but at the same time, we, you know, we don't want to get in the way of this beautiful product. So, you know, we add a little, a great olive oil to it. We add a little bit of salt to it. Um, you know, maybe a spice and, and an herb, and we call it a day. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, if we have these beautiful products, you know, I, I think it was, it was best explained to me once in terms of how Italians cook. They have three ingredients. You know, you have three beautiful ingredients. Like, like be happy with that. You know, I, I'd much rather have three gorgeous ingredients than like 15 mediocre ingredients. And um, and in part it's laziness, right? Like three is easier than fifteen, so you sort of just like, great, the dish is done, mm-hmm. and you know, thank goodness it, you know, it, it comes together well.
0: What was the process of of opening the restaurant like?
1: Um, geez, uh, it's still happening. <laughs> um, you know, we're five months in. Um, the process is is good. It's it's. I mean, it really is life itself. It's it's beautiful and it's horrible. Um, you know, we, we have sorrows and we have success and we've had a disproportionate amount of attention being paid to us. And like, that's amazing. And I have no problem with this. This is like really a good, a good thing. Um, but, you know, so people come in and they're, you know, they, they're either they might be in love with the food or they might be put off by the fact that we're in a little shoebox spot in South Philly as a first restaurant put together by a bunch of friends who scrape some cash like it is what it is. And, and I think we pour a lot of heart and soul and love into it. And, um, and then, you know, it's like a kid, right? It, it, we love it and it drives us mad.
0: Uh, we're here at the good food mercantile what what brings you here what you, why are you why are you interested in what's happening at the at the good food mercantile
1: um i'm here quite specially i don't know if that's the word but um though there's a woman who uh does our custom linens uh our napkins are uh recycled button-down shirts our our kitchen aprons are uh, salvaged vintage linen um, so this woman Heidi, whose company is called the Kitchen Garden Series, is actually here with a table, um, repping her herself, and she got a couple extra tickets to, to bring some friends, and she brought me and uh, my business partner Nicole. Um, and then we walked into this space, and you know we see you and Ori, we see Vincent from uh, Enzo Olive Oil, who is our house of olive oil, and I didn't realize he was going to be here, and um, you know. Chris Curtin from McClatchy Chocolate, who is one of my like food heroes, who re- is out of West Westchester, PA, um, and it's 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 pretty wild to walk into this space and 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 immediately be part of a community, and not you know not having planned for that, but realizing that this community of of people with integrity, of working with ingredients with integrity, and trying to do things well and right and and with meaning and intention, that it's it's just. It's just, it's just a good thing. It's you can walk into it and it, it welcomes you, and it's, and it's here for you. Uh, where
0: can our listeners find out more about your restaurant? Where are you located? Can
1: they just drop in for dinner? I, I love this question. Um, so we're located in uh, South Philadelphia, uh, the corner of Front and Morris Street, One Hundred Morris. Um, our website is mooseyphilly.com. On Instagram, we're mooseyphilly. Um, and yeah, I mean come and eat. You can make a reservation. You can walk in. We're open Thursday through Sunday. Uh, we do a special cheesesteak pop-up the first Monday of every month. We make this ridiculous cheesesteak made with all real ingredients, all from Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. It's a cheesesteak that doesn't make you sick. Um, we always do it with a brewery. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're open Thursday through Sunday. Cool. All right, thanks for joining me. I'm Ethan Frisch,
0: co-host of Why Food on Heritage Radio Network. This is Heritage Radio Network on tour at the Good Food Mercantile. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you.